You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So I can honestly say right now that I am super relaxed and it didn't just happen by accident. I am relaxed because recently my family and I took a six day long vacation and perhaps if you live in Europe, six days doesn't sound like a very long time, but typically we take like three to four days vacations wherever we can fit them in on a long weekend. But we actually took almost a full week vacation. We went on a Disney cruise um, out of Florida and to the Caribbean and to Casamel, Mexico, and then back to Florida. And I can honestly say that I am truly relaxed and refreshed. And it's a really nice break to take because in the Northeast, it is cold. (laughs) Woke up this morning in the low 40s and the high isn't even reaching up to 50. So it is really chilly. And I want to share with you, if you've never been on a Disney cruise before, I highly recommend it. And by the way, this isn't sponsored and I'm not getting paid for this or anything. This is true real talk, as I call it, on my experiences from the past and my most recent experience on the Disney cruise. And then we're going to talk a little bit um, about how it ties into the theme that I wanted to share with you today. So this was the third time that my family and I have been on the Disney cruise, specifically on the Disney dream. I recently shared in my newsletter. And by the way, if you'd like to receive them, you can simply go to my website, freetobemindful.com. And on the footer, which you can find at the bottom of each page, you simply put your first name and your email address. And I share mindfulness tips and personal stories that I usually don't share anywhere else um, just once a week. And of course, your emails are never sold. So you can do that while you're listening to this podcast if you'd like. So as I was saying, a couple of years ago, my family and I went on the Disney cruise for the first time. It was a short three-day cruise, and we put it back to back to going to Disney World. And what a mistake that was, if I am being honest with you. I grew up going to Disney World like every other year. I have a lot of family that lives in Kissimmee, and they worked for places that got discounted entrances to the park. And I was just used to going often. And as a kid, I mean, in my opinion, there's definitely something to the Disney magic as a kid. As an adult, on the other hand, you see the price tags on everything, you see the long lines on everything, and it can be really expensive and it can be really taxing and physically exhausting. Well, a couple of years ago, when I took my husband and my son for the first time, My husband had actually never been as a kid since he wasn't born and raised in this country. And I was so excited to take them to the Peter Pan ride. I just remember that as a kid. That's one of the main things that stood out to me. And it was all right within the first hour. 
And as the second hour rolled by, oh my goodness, we were nearly online for three hours for a like three minute ride that feels like it's just 30 seconds. And my kid was cranky. My husband was grumpy. And he was like, where's this Disney magic that you talk about because it sucks. And it really did because the lines were so long. We could only go on so many rides. And I mean, everything is a line. The the rides, the food, the bathroom, to see Mickey for experiences that just go by so quickly. On the other hand, though, I will say that the cruise is a complete different experience. And after experiencing it, like I shared three different times, it's so nice to have easy access to all of the characters, especially if you have little ones. Um, The lines are only like 10, maybe 15 minutes long. um, And all of the characters are easily accessible each and every day. And it's nice to be, you know, like drinking a cup of coffee and have Goofy walking by and giving you a high five or going to Disney Island and dancing with Mickey and Minnie. And if you don't have little ones, or even if you're not into Disney at all, I will say that the customer service is top-notch. The service you receive on every part of the cruise is absolutely amazing. From the food, it's all five-star. The stay, the amenities, I mean, it's like you don't even see a scuff anywhere. The shows, um, the entertainment are really like Broadway level. Everything is truly, truly amazing. Again, if you have little ones, they have the daycare center, so to speak, um, the kids club, which my kid didn't even want to leave at times. And if you have tweens or teens, they also have a lot of different things set up for them. As an adult, they have pubs and different bars and happy hours that you can go to. And it really is an awesome experience. There is no way to be bored on a Disney cruise. So I share this experience with you because one, I think it's a greater experience than going to Disney World. And two, because the very last night of the trip, we were in a club, so to speak, with my son, who's nine years old, and it was a silent DJ party. And we all had our headphones on listening to different stations. Without the headphones on your head, it looks quite silly because you don't really hear anything. But with the headphones on your head, you're just having a great time. And my son was having a blast and really enjoying himself. And after about 15 minutes, he started sitting down and he looked sad and I would get him back onto the dance floor and then he would just go and sit down and he looked really upset. And this was the last day of a five-day cruise where we ate absolutely everything and had a grand old time and saw amazing shows and took a bazillion pictures. And I asked him, why are you so sad? And he was like, well, I don't want to leave. And it was really cute to see him all in his feelings about not wanting to leave this great experience that we had just had as a family. We had to sit and have the conversation of, yeah, you can be sad because it's over or you can be one really soaking in the time because we're still not done with the evening yet or with the cruise or the vacation yet. And two, you can be happy because it happened. And I know it's a cliche quote that we often see on Instagram and in in many other places, but there's a lot of truth to that. And it seems like many times we negate ourselves of fully experiencing such awesome things because we're thinking, well, it's just not enough, or it was just this little bit, or it's about to be over. It wasn't enough time. 
and perhaps that may be true, we have to learn how to change our thinking or in the psychology therapy world, we call it how to reframe our thoughts. And instead of being bummed out because it's almost over, as I was telling my son, we have to look at things differently and really be happy that we were able to take a five-day vacation in the middle of the school year and we we're able to rearrange our schedules and have this really awesome family time that not all families get to have all of the time. Or sometimes perhaps people only get to experience it within the months of July and August when the kids are off from school. Or perhaps people just go for a quick weekend. Or perhaps people have to stand in line for hours and hours. And here we were with this amazing experience. And as a kid, it's really easy to, again, get caught up in those feelings. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we do it as adults too. We think, I don't get paid enough for this job. Instead of thinking, I'm glad to have a paycheck, especially in times of need. We think, I didn't get enough time with my loved one. Instead of really thinking and reliving all of the amazing experiences we did have with someone who's no longer in our lives, or instead of soaking in the moments while they're actually happening. We think oh, what it is to be young again, instead of, again, making the most out of the time that we have right now, because 10 years from now, this moment will be when we were young, because 10 years from now, we'll be 10 years older. It's really easy to get stuck in this negative thinking or in this downer mentality because it's easy to look at the glass half empty. After all, our brains are conditioned to think this way because we're always on the lookout for danger. We are conditioned to look at what's happening and how can we survive. When you look at evolution, it's really down to survival of the fittest, so to speak. But instead, we have to train our brains to think positively. And I know that sounds really odd sometimes as far as changing your brain matter composition and changing the way that you think, but you can. However, it does take practice. And one way that I love practicing this on my own, but also with my child is having a gratitude practice. And we do this every evening where I ask him, what are five things that you're grateful for, thankful for, or happy for? And I do this myself too. At the end of each night before I go to bed, if you are a person of faith, perhaps you do it with prayer, or you can just do it on its own at any time of the day, really. I personally do it right before I go to bed, and I think of what I'm thankful for that day. And with time and with practice, what that does is it makes me look at the glass half full. It makes me look for more good things. And as we approach the American holiday of Thanksgiving, we often think of the things that we are thankful for. And sometimes they are the very generic things. Very true, of course, but very generic. We are all happy for friends and family and food on the table and perhaps our jobs and our experiences. There are a lot of things that we're thankful for, but we can look deeper. We can be thankful for drinking the coffee before it got cold. We can be thankful for opening the doors to our house before getting poured on by the storm. We can be thankful for not running into a lot of traffic. We can be thankful for having 
great conversation with a friend or being appreciated by our bosses or not having a lot of work to take home. Whatever it is, there's so much that we can be thankful for each and every day. And it can even get more specific than that. We can be thankful for a beautiful sunset or amazing smells or a delicious food. We can be thankful for the jeans fitting without trying too hard. We can be thankful for finding the shoes in our size at the store. We can be thankful for so much if we really pay attention to it. If we really have our eyes open and our hearts open to being thankful for things. And that is why it's called a gratitude practice, because it's really easy to fall out of it. But if we practice it each and every day, we get more used to looking for the good things that there are in life. And that's exactly what I told my son that day on the last day of our cruise is let's think of all the awesome experiences that we've had in the last few days and let's appreciate them instead of thinking what we have left. And then we can go into planning mode as far as what we would like to do on our next vacation or keeping it simple, what we would like to do next weekend or what we would like to do during our next lunch or taking a quick brisk walk, even if it's two minutes right now in the middle of work and just detaching yourself from our everyday rote tasks and doing something new taking some time for you, really making space to be mindful so that you can find a little bit of happiness, a little bit of gratitude, and in turn, a little bit of peace, not only in your mind, but also in your heart. So my friends, this week I challenge you that when the going gets tough, especially if you're going through a hard time right now, still think of how can I look at the situation differently? How can I reframe this to find the silver linings, to find the few positive things in a bad situation, to be grateful for something each and every day, the non-generic things, the little things that will make you look for more positivity as you go through life. I invite you now for the short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a look around and see if you can point out five things that you're grateful for in the space that you're in. Perhaps it's a clean home or office space. Perhaps it's not a lot of traffic. Perhaps it's listening to a good podcast on the way home from work, or perhaps it's seeing your children play. Whatever it is, train yourself to look for a few positive things, perhaps every morning, perhaps every evening. And yes, you can find them even in the worst of times. Train yourself to think positively, not in a way to lie to yourself or in an unrealistic way, but in a way where you can find something good in each and every day, and even something good in everyone, and something good in yourself. It gives us things to strive for, it gives us things to smile about and it often gives us something to continue to look forward to and to live for. Have a great week.
I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.